much to get to today. Yurko had the news earlier in the week that Kevin Warren was going to be named the Bears president. And today, uh, that happened early this morning. Uh, all the uh, reporters were reporting that Kevin Warren is the new Bears president and CEO. And then the Bears came out with the release. The press conference is going to happen next Tuesday. And uh, the Bears get themselves one heck of a new president and CEO. He's the former commissioner of the Big Ten. He was the COO of the Minnesota Vikings. He helped Ziggy Wilf purchase the Minnesota Vikings. He also built a glorious stadium one. Anyone who has been there, and uh, Waddle and I have not been to U.S. Have Bank Stadium. Nope. But uh, Courtney Cronin has told us, J.D. used to tell us, anyone who has ever been there tell us it is one of the best stadiums in the entire National Football League. He oversaw that project while he was there. Um, Before that, he was with the Detroit Lions in St. Louis Rams. And uh, this is just one accomplished guy. So we're very, very excited. It's the first person from outside that building and outside them. McCaskey Hallis family. Fresh perspective, yes, for sure. To, to run the Chicago Bears. Paul Allen is the outstanding voice of the Minnesota Vikings. And Canterbury. He's also a great race caller as well. We so always, yeah, yeah we always talk about it. He, he, like, he's a man for all seasons. Yes, he is. LeBron James loves him oh. as an NFL voice, was tweeting about him after some of the calls from that thrilling Vikings win in Buffalo early this year. He was uh, getting a lot of national acclaim for that big comeback as well um, over the Indianapolis Colts. And he's a friend of the Waddle and Sylvie show. Let's talk to PA right now. Paul Allen joins Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. What's up, PA? Here come Waddle and Sylvie inside the final furlong, arguing as usual, down to the wire. And out of nowhere, Kevin Warren has won it by a nose. Uh, what's up there, boys? Things are good here in the cornfields. You know, we got a uh, got a playoff game this weekend against the New York Football Giants. Uh, it's quite perplexing and quite intriguing. Yes. And um, and Chicago Bears fans, uh, you know, once the uh, patient settles in and uh, they start uh, kind of feeling the fruit from uh, from the tree that will blossom with Kevin Warren, uh, I think they're really going to like things he implements into the team. Uh, the public and the society. That's it's so good to hear, Paul. Because, like, listen from the outside looking in, we look at his resume. We've seen the things that he's done, and we're very excited about it. But to get a firsthand kind of, you know, description of all of the good things he can do from you, because you know him. So, what do we have here in our new president? Well, um, you know, FICA Fairness and Kevin Warren Act. Um, Kevin and I were and are very close when it, when he was chief operating officer for the Vikings, you know, we just, we, we just had a lot of situations, mostly my situations where, where he kind of helped me through, like, you know, I'll never forget a few years ago, man, uh, when, uh, when my son was graduating from high school and, you know, I was on a bus, you know, heading to the airport to fly to a road game. And, you know, he heard me having a conversation with my son, Derek, about a couple of schools and then the problems that we were having, you know, like getting there and touring and stuff. And, you know, Kevin was like, you know, I didn't, I don't mean to be intruding on your conversation here, my man, but, uh, you know, have you considered Grand Canyon University, you know, where Kevin went to school? So uh, a few weeks later, my son was down there. He got a full tour from it. Kevin set the whole thing up. And uh, that's kind of a metaphor or kind of a perfect example on one side of it with exactly who Kevin Warren is. 
is if he notices that there is something perplexing or something that needs to be fixed or something he can fix, not only does he fix it, he fixes it at the very highest level. He spares no expense and, and the kindness will just come. It'll just come gushing out of his heart. Now, now Kevin's very meticulous and uh, Kevin's also very patient so, you know, there may be some things where people think it's going to be like two, three, four weeks, and it may be two months or three months. But when it's done, whatever it is, it's going to be immaculate. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's absolutely one of the most efficient and meticulous and, um, and trustworthy friends slash bosses for whom I've ever worked. And, and I'm really happy for him, and I'm really happy for the Bears. It's a great story, PA. Yeah. Um, and can you take us down the road of, of the stadium build? Um, you've been there forever, and uh, you had the Metrodome situation. And we had a guy on yesterday who helped build the stadium and told us the story about the original plans of Blaine, Minnesota, and, yep. and then how then uh, it came back downtown. Take us through that and how it ended up becoming the fantastic stadium that it is today. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that, my man. And, uh, in fact, uh, two of your biggest fans, Hosea Howard and, um, and Freeport Mike, listening right now, they both asked me the same question when they caught this news. And the book of Hosea Howard, you know, he reminded me about the Blaine piece, you know, because I, it kind of slipped my mind. You know, so, so with Kevin – Working with the Wilf family, uh, you know, the Ziggy, Mark, and uh, the Wilfs have owned this thing now for 18 years. And Kevin, the chief operating officer, was at the forefront of aiding them in buying the team. And, um, you know, he, when, when he was, uh, when he worked with the legal department for the St. Louis Rams, you know, I, I hope somebody at this press conference, or, or if you guys ever have him on, which you will because you're a juggernaut, uh, <laughs> asks him about the impact Dick Vermeil had on his life. Because it is such a genuine, wholesome, wonderful story. You know, he was he was with the Rams the the year Kurt Warner. You know, he uh, he he came from a, a bag and groceries. It was that whole story that we've heard a million times. And um, and Mike Jones makes that tackle by the goal line to save the Super Bowl. Well, Kevin was with that Rams group, and he and Dick Vermeil are and were very close. You know, and I think Kevin learned a lot about humility and about ways to handle conflict and things from, from Dick Vermeil. So then you get forward, you fast forward to the stadium situation here after he helps the Wills buy the team. And, um, and you're right, Blaine was involved. It ends up downtown. And, and there, there were just a lot of things bouncing around where there was uncertainty. So, so Kevin's going to make sure it's done because that's what he does. And, and, you know, the state and or the Wilfs had the capital to do it. But he also is an elite businessman. And, you know, I think, you know, I think that, that we all know uh, when, it, when it comes to negotiating or when it comes to putting something together, well, if you got two sides, that's, you know, that, that's absolutely the best situation. So some can look at that as ruthless or like, you know, a, a, a cutthroat way to do business. I mean, we're talking about uh, a, a stadium you know, on a small footprint in Minneapolis that was difficult to get done. And then the innovation and creativity to, like, implement electronic pull tabs, you know, because we're, we're still trapped in the Stone Ages in that, you know, we don't have, like, legalized sports gambling and some other things and stuff like that. So, you know, you couldn't rely 
on on allocating money from certain sources that just did not exist. So that idea w- was born, and it was slow out of the gate, but it picked up, and it's really helped pay off the stadium. Um, Ke- Kevin, his stick to and his wherewithal when he gets on something that matters is second to none. You know, now, uh, quite honestly, Kevin, Kevin just, you know, as an employee or somebody working for him, Kevin just wants you to be honest with him. I mean, instead of, like, letting things get out of hand, well, just knock on his door, and he always is there. And, and I'm speaking for Kevin right now, and I generally don't do that, but I feel comfortable doing that because of the, the love that we have for each other, specifically over the last few years via Bible study and, and our Christianity and stuff like that. But Kevin would be like, you know, it, bang on the door, man, and we'll, we'll sit down and have a one-on-one with what's going on. You know, he, so he cares about people, too. On the other side of it, if, if you don't do it the right way and you repeatedly don't do it the right way, I mean, there's a side of Kevin there, too, that's very professional. It's very efficient. And that's just how it has to be done. So he's a black and white individual who has persevered through a lot. Perseverance would be a word that I would use um, uh, in association with Kevin. I mean, it goes all the way back to when he was growing up in Phoenix. I don't remember how old he was, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. He's riding his bike. He gets hit by a car, and he's in a body cast for like six months. Oof. You know, so so he overcomes that, and uh, you know he overcomes uh, to a certain extent. Um, sadly, uh, the color of his skin and and ascending and pushing through certain things when the knucklehead factor was high, and he had to work his way around it. He's seen a lot. He's been through a lot. He's won at a very high level, and and with this Arlington Heights piece and ancillary things involving the organization, the perfect person was hired. It's great so stuff. good to yeah. hear. Yeah. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, joining us. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. PA, I know you're the broadcaster, but, you, but you've seen it all on the inside. What makes that stadium so great, and why should we want almost a duplicate of that here in Arlington Heights? That's uh, a great question, uh, because there, there is nuance to U.S. Bank Stadium. And being the broadcaster honestly has nothing to do with it, you know, because I go to all these stadiums and like Soldier Field, you know, the first game I called in my career was in Champaign, Illinois in 2002 (laughs) with uh, Mr. Bubble Screen, Jim Miller throwing passes to David Terrell beating us in overtime, you know, so, so that was when Soldier Field was being remodeled. All right. Well, being a football fan from back in the Washington, D.C. days, well, I remember Brent Musburger, you are looking alive at Soldier Field and the columns and the colonnades and, and the immortality. It was unbelievable. You know, then I get there the first year, and it looks like a spaceship. So it's just it's not like the, the most aesthetically pleasing thing I've ever seen in my life. But from a broadcasting game calling standpoint where they have us, it's phenomenal. So I'm able to pick the good and the bad from every stadium, including U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, you know, the, the innovative nature of the pivoting doors that we have on the west side of the building. So for the preseason games and really September and October games, those doors open. And it's just wonderful inside with, like, natural air and natural light and stuff like that. Uh, the concourses are super wide. The color scheme is beautiful. And they just, you know, maybe Kevin had, had something to do with all these details or not, but it's detail-oriented, where, you know, from, from how they did the Wi-Fi, where it's constantly strong, no matter if a million people are on their phones. 
and um, and and just like nuance like that, and and you know how the sweet areas were designed, and we got this purple club uh, in the uh, west on the west side of the stadium. Well, that you know is intricate in its own nature. So there are nooks and crannies to the stadium that that I just haven't seen with other stadiums. I was at SoFi last year when we uh, played the LA Chargers, and that's a new stadium, and and we got bells and whistles there. You know where Hollywood Park used to be, where I used to work at Hollywood Park, right off Manchester. And when I went into SoFi, I'm not going to say I was underwhelmed because there are things with SoFi that are cool, but I was just blown away when I. Heard, I mean, it was hot when we were there, and I was like sweating. And then I learned they don't have air conditioning, and I'm like, how do you not have air conditioning in a stadium of this magnitude? And I don't care that it's Southern California, you know. And I'm like sitting there sweating and. And I'm like, I know you got dispensaries around here, but, you know, I didn't know you grew hydroponic humans because that's, that's kind of how I feel right now. So, like, I think that's a miss with SoFi. And and with U.S. Bank Stadium, it's it's just beautiful, man. I, you know, with the United Center, um, you know, I can't exactly remember how that goes. But, like, U.S. Bank Stadium, because the footprint is small, and I'm not sure what the Arlington Heights situation would be. And, you know, God rest the horse racing soul of Arlington International and um, and everything that went into that wonderful racetrack. But nevertheless, the seats at U.S. Bank Stadium, they almost go straight up. It's not super far back. So even if you're in the very top level, you're still kind of overlooking things. And, and that was a detail that needed to happen. And it happened. Yeah, all of this is so encouraging. And, and, and Kevin's business acumen is obviously unparalleled. Paul, do you anticipate, like, how would you anticipate him doing this job in Chicago? Will he be somebody that will want to have input on the football decisions as well? Or does he stay on the other side That's of the building? Great question. Uh, Mark, is Waddle, is Tom mad That's at me? me. That's me. No, That's, that, that is, is Waddle. Me. That is Waddle. Oh, there you go, brother. Yeah, yeah it, must be the, it must be the early evening connection. That's my bad. <laughs> or the hydroponic human yes, joke that, that didn't go good. over as well no, as I thought. But anyway. That was fabulous. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I give it a great. six and a half out of ten. I give you That's an eight. That's a great question. You know, because when Kevin was chief operating officer here, Rick Spielman was the general manager, George Payton. Now the Broncos GM was his right-hand man. And, you know, Kevin, I mean, I can't remember him coming to practice that much, you know, but he'd go on all the road trips. So he was intimately involved with things, but I never heard of or know of any time, you know, Kevin would like come over the top on somebody and be like, well, no, it needs to be like that. Now, granted, he's chief operating officer and Mark Wilf, the co-owner, he's the team president. Well, now, you know, Kevin's the president and, and the CEO title. So, you know, it's they're, they're, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make anybody sound like an opportunist, but off this 3-14, and second-year general manager, second-year head coach, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if Kevin, like, put his hand in, hands into things with, with the equity he has and he's like, you know, I'd like to have a say here, yeah. um, it'd be really difficult to tell him no. My guess would be he's not going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. simply because Kevin is very respectful of what people do. And I would imagine the general manager would answer to the team president. So then you would have that level of hierarchy. And so that right there, in essence, would, would kind of put him into football operations a little bit. But like, you know, when we get to the draft, man, and, you know, if you're deciding to put a little pressure on Justin or take a defensive tackle or an offensive lineman with that, that one or trade that one, well, he's not going to be the one 
that like right. you know comes into the draft room and and just just comes over the top of the giant opinion. That that's just not him. All right. So from your perspective, what do you think of our football team? I know we're three and fourteen, but what do you wow. think of what we have right now? Man, that's a big question. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's a big question because I know what it can be, and I'm a massive Darnell Mooney fan. All right. You know, and, and, and Claypool in this most recent game, you know, when I watched a little of it back, I mean, I just, you know, he's from that 2020 draft. So the 2020 draft is the greatest wide receiver draft in the history of the NFL. We got Justin out of it, K.J. Osborne, and now we have Jalen Rager. So we got three of them. Well, Mooney was in that draft, and he was one of the deeper ones taken, and he's the bomb, specifically when he has a bookender who can help him and Cole Komet did the best he could to be that bookender while Darnell was healthy, but it, it just wasn't clicking. And then, then Justin was out and stuff like that. So it's difficult to answer because I'm not a prisoner of the moment kind of guy, but I mean, while I was just there memorizing numbers and going like, Hey, Harry hand used to play for us. Hey, Jalen Holmes over there. And I mean, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know injuries play into it and Justin didn't play and, and all that kind of stuff, but it, they got a lot of work to do, man. Yes. Uh, it just simply, I, I feel comfortable saying that, you know, simply with the fact that I've called so many games there with the fans being the anti-Vike, and you roll in there, and honestly, it feels like you're in the football version or version of Revelation, and I ain't kidding you. With with Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks, that monster, and Roquan Smith and Bilal Nichols and Floyd or Quinn and you know, back to the day with Peanut and, you know, Eddie Jackson with the pick sixes or fumble recovery. I mean, it just, then I rolled in here last week and it was just dead, you know, and then there was a guy in front of me with a Packer jersey and the loudest thing I heard all day was, was, um, you know, be Green Bay or blow pack blow or something like that. And then they started sweating the Houston Indianapolis game and they had more fun with that than they did the game. So I know that's just a snapshot, and it's an elite fan base. I mean, they are so dedicated and so smart. They deserve a better product. The thing with me is I just can't wrap my, my mind around who Justin is. And his quarterback's coach is Andrew Janoco, who happens to be a really good friend of mine. And Andrew is busting his ass to try to get everything squared away there. But I'm just wondering where Justin's swivel is. I think he's lost his swivel. Because they're game after game after game, I watch back, and it's not like he's pigeonholing or telegraphing one read every time. But I mean, he he he'll he, he'll just need to mature and improve and scan the field, mm-hmm. and and you know. So from there, what do you do off that? There's just so much to do with that front seven all of a sudden, and so much to do with that offensive line, and still for the umpteenth consecutive year, they need a complimentary receiver. I like the running back duo. I love Komet. There's just a lot to do, man. Yeah. So I don't know if trading that – I don't know if anybody's going to want to come up and get the one. But, I mean, obviously you could trade that and get a lot of assets and rebuild from there. But, you know, when you when, when you have a team president like Kevin Warren, in, in Kevin Warren's patented way, which will be subtle uh, yet direct, is he will have a hand in the bottom line of the business. That may not be, I love this quarterback from Ohio State or Alabama, take him. It ain't going to be that. It's going to be, we were 3-14. and 14. We're getting a lot of fan complaints. Uh, these numbers are down. These seat numbers are down. And we got to fix that. And if it's not fixed, we got to find a way to fix it. Yeah. 
So he'll jump on that immediately. Paul Allen for another minute, uh, the voice of the Vikings. PA, like, who do you guys like in our game this weekend? I like you guys. I don't. I don't believe. Like, I, I don't super believe in you guys, but I don't believe in the Giants what do you at mean? all. I don't. Bl- 13, Thirteen and four. Thirteen I, and four. Uh, the, this uh, thing. Point differential. Point differential. Yeah. You know. You know. You guys were uh, down if the Vikings would let me do this, and I was told no, and I needed their logo. I wanted to develop T-shirts that say "Your favorite frauds," and because that's what we've been called all year, and and like you know we beat Green Bay, and then we go to Philadelphia and get killed, and it's on Monday Night Football, so everybody sees it. Okay, well then people are like, "See, told you, blah blah blah, bad defense, this that and the other," and 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 they're not as good as people think. Well, then we won seven in a row. So then we go to Buffalo and we win that one, you know, and people are and we're lucky and stuff like that. Well, then we get blown out by Dallas. Well, that's it. You know, there it is. I told you. I've been telling you for two months. They're just not that good. Well, then we won four of the next five. You know, so, I mean, sooner or later, people are going to recognize when you go to Buffalo and win a game, because they might win the Super Bowl, and when you sadly are down 33-0, but the only way out is to make NFL history, and you do, and you're walking off from 61 against the team we're going to beat this weekend, you know, maybe we got a little something to us that people are just shortchanging. What is what concerns you most about your your football team, Paul? Um, the, the, it, it's tough to say that something concerns me from thirteen and four. I mean, the defense the defense gave up the fourth most yardage in the history of Vikings football, and but see on the other side of it, we we were upper echelon top five in the take give a majority of the season. We we were taking the hell out of the ball. Um, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter, they can sack the quarterback, but the bottom line is the middle of the field for us on defense, it's been a problem all year. And I got no idea why, but people, people are running free in the middle of the field. So I'm thinking a lot about that. I love our offense. Um, the Giants blitz 50% of the time, tops in the NFL. They're going to get, they're, they're going to get to Kirk once or twice with that blitz. But if they miss, then it's Jefferson, Osborne, Hawkinson, or Cook or Thielen for 70. So I remember the game Christmas Eve, and we were up 10-0, and we were about ready to blow them out of the gym. And they got a stop, and then they got a touchdown and field goals from Gano, and it was on. So if the same thing develops and we jump up two scores again, we ain't going to mess this one up. Mark my word. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like you guys this week, though. I don't want to ruin the interview by arguing about whether or not you are frauds. Uh, I want to say, though, um, what was it like? Well, for I mean, if you say the Vikings are fraudulent, then you're just a lemming. I mean, then you're just <laughs> I, I, you're like there is a PA was, in Pav Lobby, and, I, I and you're leading, one of these rats running behind me. I was leading the way. Um, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. What you were the it, lead rat. What What was it? What was it like for you? And I know you've got lots of big time friends, but what's it like for you with all these great highlights that you were calling? to then see LeBron tweet how great your calls are? Um, it's a much longer discussion, and I'll just, I'll just sum it up like this. Um, you know, when, when everything popped after that Buffalo game and the same Barstool site that, you know, it's massive, and they do a great job with Barstool, ain't no doubt about it. And, and they were giving me praise and, you know, saying very nice things about me, a year and change removed, after I blew the only big spot um, uh, game game winning or losing call of my career at Arizona, Greg Joseph, week two, 2021. Well, I get on the airplane and Barstool's got like my face with a clown nose on it. Okay, well, I understand how that game works. 
So I'm not offended by that. But it was a lot, man. It, and I'm not kidding you. It was a lot. And um, and and I was I, I I was embarrassed. And and I just wished it would stop on that Wednesday. And I was very uncomfortable with it because I felt I was pulling attention from the team and it just was too, it was too much. And I didn't know what to do where I could serve others and benefit others with what is happening to me and, and like get out there and either share the good news of the gospel, talk football, whatever. So I had a rough Wednesday Then I woke up Thursday morning and I saw LeBron James wrote my name and it was an indicator with the way my life goes. Uh, it was God indicating to me what you thought as man was big on Wednesday. I'm here to show you don't ever think what you think is big is big because it's not. So settle down, get out there and live your life and do what you do and keep and keep and keep living your life the way you're living it. And the honors will come to you. So it was like I said, there's much more to it, man. But it was a very weird two days. It's good awesome. advice, yeah. though. It's good it, life it's advice. It's for me. And, and the hair of PA is looking oh, better fabulous. than it. Your hair is, is amongst the best in, in all of sports. All of football. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's getting to a stage, specifically when I let my beard grow out, where, um, like, the next time you have me on, it'll be joining us now is uh, the lead singer for the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald. <laughs> you don't know me, but I'm your brother. That's why you're That's the best. Beautiful. Thanks, you're PA. Awesome, you're PA. the best. Have a great weekend, all right? Good luck this weekend, right, Paul. Love y'all, and love uh, we'll too. talk soon, all right? You got, you got it. it. There you go. Paul Allen He's is the best. He is the voice of the Vikings, and there is only one Paul Allen. He's great. He is great. He's a friend of the show. Uh, we will give away the uh, Connie's gift pack coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Porno Gill inside the uh, Twitch chat likes the uh, Giants. A lot of people inside the Twitch chat likes the Giants. Like the Giants. Who do you I like think this it's going to be a really competitive game. Um... I don't like the the Giants didn't. I mean, maybe they had a good game or two, but for the most part in the second half of the season, they didn't. Like Barkley wasn't the same player down the stretch. I um, would, I, you know, and I, I would probably, I probably would pick, the, I'll probably pick the Vikings by like three. That's the a game spread. was the line yeah. is three. If the game was in New York, I'd probably go with the Giants. But I think the game being at home in a confined. You know, comfortable surrounding with the elements not being part of the equation. I'll probably take the home team, but I think it's, I don't think the Vikings are going to run away from them at all. I think the Giants are going to be very competitive. Everybody inside Twitch was like, when you asked them what, what, what's the biggest thing that you have a problem with, and like the easy answer is the defense. They allow 400 yards yeah, I mean, basically to any team with a pulse. Only the Lions gave up more yards per game this year. Yeah. Uh, so, so Brian Dable, we'll see what he schemes for for the Vikings. Um, but you know, there this this like we have argued about like how many teams should be in and this and that. This is not a great weekend. There are not a gr- because of the injuries, especially. There's not a lot of great football on tap for the weekend. In my opinion, one of the most intriguing games is the Monday game. Like we like Tampa Dallas. Even though it may not be, I think we had a discussion off the air about this. 
I don't know how great of the football will be. I do find it an intriguing matchup in Tampa between Dallas and the Bucs. Am I right that Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys? Does he have an undefeated record to the Cowboys? Yes. Have you heard? Yeah, I was going to say. Seven Jake, and you oh. should know that. 7-0. and oh. I, I think that's going to be a pillow fight, to be honest. I wouldn't... I wouldn't bet that game probably with your money. But what's the best game? Like, what what, what game do you find the most intriguing? I think the Jacksonville uh, Chargers game is the one game to me. You get two quarterbacks that have never played in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Two quarterbacks that are, are, are you know, high risers. Uh, obviously, Herbert, this is his third season, second season for... Um, for Trevor Lawrence. I didn't think Trevor Lawrence played really well at home in their game against uh, the Titans in the final game of the season. Thought he missed some throws, but I think oh, down the stretch over the last eight to ten games, he was phenomenal. So two of the better young quarterbacks in the league squaring off, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that game as the best, most intriguing game for me. Yeah. I think that the I, but I think I giants Vikes is pretty, I think it's one of the be better games of the weekend. Well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, without Lamar playing, that's the thing. I just think Cincinnati gets the best of, of Baltimore. I think and the Ravens, Cincy is you know like we expect Cincy to win. Yeah, Can, uh, that, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um, Lamar tweeted. Lamar uh, let the world know what he's dealing with because we're we're going back and forth. Everyone's basically like saying, well, because of the contract. Uh, which I still don't blame him, even if it was because of that, uh, is why he's not playing. The Ravens had a chance to get this thing done. I, I think it's a combo issue, but Lamar Jackson tweeted, thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you an update, because the Ravens sure haven't. I want to give you an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. Well, then you don't play. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish it could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. Heart emojis. Like, he's not going to play this week. I heard... um, I heard on Get Up today, I forgot which former player said it, but they said that the PCL injury is one of the hardest injuries to come back from because there's no true, like with the MCL and with the ACL, there are rehabs, but the PCL... You can test it? Or there... No, not that there... It's a harder rehab. Mm -hmm. That there's no real repair for it. You just kind of have to let it time. heal. Yes, well, it's basically have, just yeah. time. I don't know how much rehab you can do for an MCL either. I mean, I would think that you got to just time is. The I think only it was Ninkovich who was saying it that 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 PCL injury is a very frustrating injury. Listen, if you're Lamar and you've got the injury that's keeping you from being able to do what you do naturally, then I I mean, you add in the fact that you don't have any guarantees on your on a deal then I, I think the answer is pretty simple. If he can't play at 100%, he's jeopardizing his, his, his long-term health, then I don't think, I don't know, I don't think there's a, if, a, an option. If that's the case, why, now, I know they're guarding because they want uh, strategy and stuff. Why can't John Harbaugh come out and say, Lamar's hurt? 
Lamar's hurt. Yeah, I haven't followed the the like how they've presented all of this. I do know like the one thing I, I don't know the answer to your question. I do know that when the injury first happened, Jim Har or John Harbaugh met the media and said, "Here, listen, we're, we're going to find out what's going on, but we're hoping that he won't miss any time." Right. And five, it's a week, six, seven week weeks and- later, then yeah, I don't know. I listen. They're playing. They're playing a game of chicken. In Baltimore right now. And that's not what you want to do at playoff time. No. And they're a good organization. They are. I don't know what, my my guess, based on what they've, how they've acted, my guess is, is that from their perspective, they're interested in just franchise tagging him. And they're going to do that as long as they can. Uh, They got two times to do it. Mayor Lightfoot tweeted also about Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren named the new president and CEO. That's why we just had a PA on, Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. If you missed that interview, make sure you grab it on the ESPN Chicago app. Really, as you could tell, they're very close. Kevin Warren, who is the CEO, used to be this chief operating officer of the Vikings, got to know Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, very well. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot tweeted, as a longtime and dedicated Bears fan, I am thrilled to see my friend and a leading national football professional and smart business person, Kevin Warren, be named president and CEO. Kevin has the experience, acumen, and heart to lead our beloved team and the historic franchise into a successful future. On behalf of our city, I want to congratulate him, and I look forward to continuing working with him in the next chapter of our partnership. And we wish him the best in his early tonight's project. <laughs> no, that's not part of it? Well, I mean, Kevin Warren's lived in Chicago the last couple of years, right? Since the Big Ten Network is, is or the Big Ten is based out of here. Yeah. I know Big Ten Network is. But I believe Where are he's the offices here. in Rosemont. Yeah, they're in Rosemont. So. Yeah. So. Are the offices right off the tollway? Are they yeah. in that building? That's the, that... the one that has the the Big Ten logo. That's yeah. The, yeah. Is that the actual building where the offices yeah. are? And yeah. I think the studios are also in there too. I want to say. Okay. All right. Um, you want to give away this uh, this give prize pack? Pie. Yeah. So we've got Connie's frozen pizza for you. It is uh, National Pizza Week. And uh, who better to celebrate than with Connie's Frozen Pizza, the official frozen pizza of the Waddle and Sylvie show. So good to you guys. So good to us. Connie's Frozen Pizza. They're absolutely awesome. Every day this week, they're giving away five free Connie's Frozen Pizza. And then if you win these five, you'll be in the hopper uh, on Friday. We'll give away our grand prize, which includes a a Connie's Frozen Pizza pizza oven. 20 more Connie's Frozen Pizza, 20, and a pizza cutter. So right now, be caller 20 at 312-332-3776 for your chance to win the five free Connie's Frozen Pizzas to celebrate National Pizza Week. Uh, All thanks to our friends at Connie's Frozen Pizza. Right now, Mariano's, they've got the special going on, $6.99 for the pizza. It's Thursday. So grab yourself a bottle of wine, grab yourself a Connie's frozen pizza, yeah. and you got yourself a night. Yes. Thankfully, there's no Bulls basketball on to watch. You can actually eat that pizza and drink your wine without any uh, indigestion issues. This is a sad night, though. There's no football on. First night we go home, and there's no football. 
I mean, dial into some of your favorite shows that you maybe I know, but haven't. I've, I've, we, into. We've been in how many weeks in a row have we been conditioned to come home? Last week, well, was last there, week there was no yeah, football. Well, I was on either. vacation. Right. Though, well, so. you're not on vacation any longer. <laughs> like I, I didn't need it on vacation. Yeah, I'm coming home now and I'm back in my yeah, routine. Go home and get in the pool. Uh, wait, no, no, you can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, I will. Right, we'll, uh, we'll we'll cross talk with uh, Chris Platt coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You see who won the uh, Connie's Frozen Pizza? Maybe the next coach of the uh, Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, he's getting ready for uh, Tampa Bay and Dan Dan Quinn. Quinn. He's the winner. I found that uh, odd. He ain't got time to jack with you right now, though. A lot of people say that if uh, McCarthy gets fired, Dan Quinn could get their head coaching job. It's not like their defense has played great either lately. No, their defense has not been very good. Like, if you make a change, wouldn't you go after Sean Payton? I would. I would. And by the way, I believe that there have been plenty of people that have suggested that when you you do the analysis, that Cowboy defense is even less effective on grass versus being on the fast surface at home. And this game, obviously, in Tampa. Yeah. I think the Bucks are going to beat them. I do. I you think do? it'll be a pillow fight. I saw something on uh, SportsCenter last night talking about that. And, and the idea was if Brady knows he has to get the football out under two seconds... He can do that because he's done that in the past. Yeah. And if he if he knows that that's the game plan going in, that the Bucks should be able to pick apart the Cowboys' defense. Now, well, if he holds on to the football, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be dead. Now, the and guy Michael on, Parsons will get him. Yeah, the guy on the other side of 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 Diggs is struggling right now. Like Diggs is a fantastic corner. You can still beat him with double moves, but on the other side of him, teams have taken advantage of them. I. This Cowboy team is significantly less impressive over the last several weeks than they were during the mid Right, they had some high highs. Like yeah. a, at some time during the year, they looked very They dominating. looked very Super Bowl-caliber-ish. Yes. Yes. I agree with you guys. Yeah. They, they ran the football. The defense was playing well. Yes. And Dak was like... Getting healthy, and it yeah. was. I figured they would kind of piece it all together towards the end. Dak's uh, a little bit of a mystery too. Is like the the lack of progress that right. was expected. Headphones all good. You guys have yeah, working I'm headphones. Yes, I'm I'm the whole time. Yeah. Right. Just just making What'd you sure. Make of all that, <laughs> what I make of all that? Well, I've seen it before. I mean, <laughs> no, if you've anyone, seen something it was like a Thursday. Oh, what do you make of it? It was a Thursday. Come on, Sylvie. You used to listen to the Cap and Company days. I mean, Danny and I used to see this once a week. Something was anything where, ever thrown at you? No, there was never anything thrown. There were maybe threats made, but Ooh, uh, what kind of threats? Oh, come on! You guys have have heard some of the stories in the past. I'm He's not come sure after us. And, threats? And, heck, I mean, he he would go after Boyle uh, from time to time. In in the Good mornings, time, Patty Boyle. I, I think even uh, J- uh, Jordan Cornette got a little heat sometimes as well. Oh, really? I wouldn't mess with Jordan Cornette. No, I wouldn't like either. No, but like the sweetest guy yeah, on the planet. What are you going after him time. for? Come on, the the capping company days. We we saw some things. Well, you guys, you guys were <laughs> scrapping with each other, huh? <laughs> yeah, we thought we were scrapping, but then you know, Mama Bear gets upset and starts 
trying to maul your face off. And it's like, all right, easy there. The declaration had been made, not by us. Um, before we got into the building, yeah. was told the cap. I was, I, I was told that, look, you made your own bed by doing what you did. Right. You can't get mad now at your teammates for replaying this stuff on the air. So we have clearance. Just we, like we the can bird, okay. cat, and all the other stuff where... You remember, Chris, when we all were playing oh, yes. that, and he got mad at me at one of the holiday parties. <laughs> oh, and they got another holiday party for that exchange to happen again. He froze you so. out. He I froze me that. out, and I was going on vacation the next day. I, I like He was so mad at me for just playing something that he said on the radio. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So you think he'll, you guys think... We're on good terms these days. Well, yeah, well, for now. Until now. Yeah, yeah. yeah for now. <laughs> you think there'll be a bowling uh, fight up there? Wait, it's not till January 26th. Uh, there's time. Grudges are held. What's today's day? 12th. 12th? We still got two days. weeks. Yeah, we, were, we were told it's fair game. Today. Fair game to, to play it. Uh, all right. I mean, if, if people missed it. The joke is, and you missed it as usual. The oh, joke stop. is You missed it. The no, joke I is. Didn't. I didn't. The joke is, well, tell, tell, explain it then. Exactly. See, now, if, if, <laughs> if he wants to lean into it, tomorrow it should be the Friday joke explanation day. Sure. Where every, every tomorrow people should call in and explain jokes to Cap. Like, lean in. <laughs> like, like, have fun with this now. Oh man, it's so good. It's it's amazing. I didn't. The joke is, well, tell, tell, explain it then. Exactly. Call in and explain your That's jokes. That's his headset to too, right? It's yes. not, it's his personal his headset. Own headset. He, he didn't break anyone's headset. Uh, I'll say this: um, crosstalk should be interesting tomorrow. We're filling in for Greeny. So that should be good. Oh, jeez. Uh, and and, and Abdullah is back. back tomorrow. Oh, and I know Abdullah is listening. Abdullah oh, heard uh, what took place earlier today. So it should be is, good. That should be fantastic. It's always can't miss. So it are, should be are good. you telling people to tweet Cap to remind them to? Yeah, please do. To, you know, we, to, we would like to have some crosstalk. But I, I could see a Friday, you know. Does he have I've a power a, lift? I've got a, a lake house. I've got to go early. That's one he pulled in the summer. He had to leave early on a you Friday. Pull, you know, the well, lake house, well, the probably la- the lake's still there. I know, but you it's can't frozen. do anything with We'll it, do some ice fishing yeah. this, this weekend. We met, um, we met people in Cancun, lots of people in Cancun from Chicago who were listeners. And then we met people, a family, who were friends, good friends, with supposedly the person who trains Cap weightlifting. And they go, I know, I know the person who trains Cap. Yeah. Who the I go? Oh, you're the one. You know the person who he goes to lift with at ten thirty every day. And so, what does that person say? He's, uh, he's working hard. I guess. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> with the kettlebell, but it was just. Oh, it's that such looks a like so painful. <laughs> I never understood what the kettlebell sure exercise was actually good for. What does I, that do for you? So, from what I've always read, it is it it, it engages good for your back out. It engages like. A lot of stuff all, all at once, right? So it's like your your legs, <laughs> your core, arms. It it does all of it all at once. I, well, I'm, I think, I'm with you. I'm old I school. I, I like to go is, to the free weights. I like to handle it. I would think that school at style. some point your back fatigues, and the next thing you know, you're <laughs> doing it wrong, and yeah. you're throwing your back out. Like I have no interest in doing that. I agree, but. You know, you Maybe see the, the CrossFitters days, but... at the gym with their uh, They're also the weird shoes. tires over. And, and they, like... they also have the shoes that have their the, the <laughs> toes Watt. sticking yeah. through. You know those yeah. shoes that the, all the CrossFitters wear? No, I haven't seen those. You haven't seen that? They look no. like they're socks. Do you know what they're called? They're... No, what are they? They're called Flaming Five Toes. <laughs> 
How do you know that? What? When I ran track, some kids would wear those. And you would like ask them about it, and they'd be like, "No, they're flaming five toes." It'd be like, "Nice socks, bro." No, they're flaming five toes. <laughs> it doesn't sound healthy. It doesn't I didn't. Sound the like- joke is, well, tell, tell, explain it then. Exactly. Tomorrow on Cap and J Hood, <laughs> it's an explain your joke Friday. And three one two three three two three seven seven six. I also have a beef with the Twitch chat. They're saying that really? we're all like, you could just stop right there. Well, I like no. the beef with the Gosh. Twitch chat. They're they're in there this afternoon saying that we're all bullies mm. in this situation with, with Cap. We didn't throw our headphones. All right. The Twitchers are calling they're, they're others bullies. All of us talking okay. about it that we're bullying. <laughs> I just I find that's rich. That I'm just that saying. Everyone at Twitch is calling someone else a bully. Really? I, I it's what I see in the Twitch chat, and I don't agree. Jonathan was not being a bully. They're going after Abdallah. Abdallah's not even here today. Yeah, Abdallah's you guys, holding a baby. Oh, you know he's silently bullying Cap. You know that. He sent me a gif yeah, he's of, silently, of the situation. Silently bullying right now. You know that. Abdallah's got Layla in one arm, the bottle in the other, and he's bullying he's Cap. Bullying. He's yes. making a meme right now. Yes, he's silently bullying. All right. I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait for the show tonight. He's going to be in your driveway and, when you get home yeah, tonight. Good luck. No. Good luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You, you guys oh, yeah. will have a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to catch some headphones yeah. coming your way. Yeah. Flying headphones. I'll uh, explain the joke to you, Sylvie. Sylvie, was it you that said that Hood was like, the key to the video is Hood doesn't move. Not, no he flinch. Doesn't flinch. No flinch. And, and, and the headphones are thrown at him. Like it, he, it hit he, the he, uh, stuff like, in the middle here, he but didn't he didn't flinch, move. And he kept, he didn't even pause on the story, and he continues to talk to Shay. It was quite good. Uh, all right. Thanks to Dan Durkin and Paul Allen. Chris Black coming up next. Jake Cantu, job well done. Well done, in Jake. For uh, Tyler Aki, great work as always. Thank you. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.